think about what you think you can do, mm-hmm. chances are you can go a little bit further. And I remember I was working with a company oh, a few years back and we put together their strategic plan. And I said, how confident are you guys that you can accomplish this this year? And I said, and they all kind of, it's like, yeah, we feel, we feel pretty confident we can do it. I said, does it make you nervous? No, no, not really. I said, it's probably not big enough. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to episode 119. Yes, 119 of the Run the Riot podcast. Hope you guys are doing awesome. Uh, man, I'm, it's, it's like, summertime you know kids are home from school and stuff and uh man it's just uh it came this year flown by i hope you got awesome plans this summer uh get ready to train in the heat you know gotta do it get ready for those fall races and some of us are running in the heat so it'll be interesting but uh man just i hope you guys are doing well i hope life is good today we have a mr brian gillette uh, we call this one Epic Performance because that's the name of the book he wrote. And we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, this guy, man, he biked across the United States when he was 20 years old. Uh, he's done a bunch of other uh, century rides, double century rides, and even further. He discovered ultras. You'll hear us talking about that. And, you know, because I'm about to do the Tahoe 200 again, uh, he did the Tahoe 200 uh, back in 2015. So we talk about that a little bit and how he used his... Uh, his outlook, he how he used um, just the the whole process of doing these amazing feats, like running the Tahoe 200, um, to help inspire others. He wrote a book on on how to break that down. How do you do something epic? And it stands for something. It's an acronym, E-P-I-C, and then performance. So you're going to have to listen to, to check that out. His book will be coming out in August, I think. Um, I have a digital copy that I perused, and I can't wait to read the whole thing. But it's called Epic Performance by Mr. Brian Gillette. And so uh, anyway, you're going to love this podcast, man. We talk about all kinds of things. We talk about ultra running, and that's what we do. And I love his mindset. It's good, man. But real quick, listen, I'm going to be really quick on our sponsors today uh, because I just want to, all right? First thing. Guys, uh, man, a lot of you have have rated the podcast on iTunes or whatever you're listening, man. I appreciate that. That really helps um, just boost the podcast up. So, man, if you could rate it and just... You know, put in a little comment on what you like about the podcast, man. That would be huge. Also, if you go to www.runtheriot.run, um, there's a Patreon link, and some of you guys, man, have been Patreon supporters for for a long time, and man, I appreciate that. Just a couple bucks a month, and it just helps, you know, because it costs to to store this thing and to do this thing, and sometimes I gotta buy a new microphone because I break it and stuff. But anyway, um, so um, you know, anything, man, it, it's good. It's just cool to know that some of you think enough of of what's going on here at the Run the Riot podcast to just jump in and and be a part of that. Um, real quick on the sponsors, man. You know I love the Outlaw Race Series, www.outlaw100.com. There's a bunch of races all around uh, Oklahoma at the state parks in Oklahoma and in South Kansas. You need to check it out. Go to www.outlaw100.com. There are all kinds of distances, all kinds of races, all kinds of great trails. Put on my great people. Just check it out. Also, 
Um, recovery, man. Recovery is so important. Uh, one of the things that I use for recovery is Pure Tiva. It's it's CBD oil. It's broad spectrum. It's amazing. I love it. And now we got chews that will help you sleep. Awesome. Okay, go to Tiva, T-I-V-A dot Terrio or dot the riot dot run tiva dot the riot dot run check it out it's what I use I love it I love the cream I love the roll on uh, with magnesium for for sore muscles and aches and pains man awesome okay and then you know listen I, I said a while ago summer's rolling around July 16th and 17th you want a hot race here's a hot race the full moon 50k but then this year there's also a 50 miler and a 25 there's always a 25k with it uh July 16th and 17th why two days because it starts at night because it's so hot in Arkansas it's in Perryville Arkansas um check it out fullmoon50k.com and use the code RTR2021 and you get 10% off and just I have to note that proceeds from this race as well as any extra donations uh go to benefit the uh, Arkansas Ultra Running Cross Country Fund, uh, which helps high school cross country teams fund equipment purchases in areas with a large concentration of low income students, and also the Logan Wilcoxon Memorial Fund, which benefits the Arkansas chapter of the Art of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And last but certainly not least, man, go to www. Yes, a lot of W's, man. www.runnersworldtulsa.com. If you're in the Tulsa area, you need something for running. Go to just go to Runner's World, all right? And then go to the website, and they've got races they put on. And, uh, man, love those folks. They are friends of the podcast. They're my friends personally. And, um, man, they, they're just, they're, they are great for the ultra running community. So check those guys out. All right. Well, let's get into the podcast. Guys, you're going to love this. I encourage you. Check out, uh, check it out. Check out the show notes after because there are going to be links to the book and all this stuff. Um, yeah, check it out, man. Mr. Brian Gillette. Epic performance. Well, Brian, how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great, David. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Good to meet you, man. This has been, I think we scheduled this, I don't know, it seems like a, a month ago or something. It's been a while. It, it seems like it's been a while, but you know, we all have busy schedules. You've got stuff going on with school and, and you're doing all these podcasts. Hey, it's it's good. To, it's good to be here though. Yeah, man. Yeah. So so tell everybody where you are. Where, where are you geographically? Geographically. So I'm in the, the San Francisco Bay Area. So if, right. if you're looking at San Francisco, I'm about 45 minutes to an hour east of that in the suburbs. Okay. How, how you, how's you guys, how's the weather over there right now, man? Uh, well, well, it's, uh, it's quite nice. I, yeah. I you know, I, I don't know if you want to know. So it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's probably about 75 degrees. I went for a bike ride this morning nice. and, and I'm now into short pants. I've got my short shirt, short sleeve or yes, yeah, short, uh, uh, Jersey on and nice. it's, it, it's, it's nice weather. And we, we start, we'll start to get into the hundreds in probably about a month or so. So this, yeah. this is the ideal weather. Oh man, that's nice. Well, we, we actually, we're actually getting a little cold snap here in, uh, in Oklahoma area. And so it's, it's, it's cool again. It got hot. I did a 50 miler last weekend and it got to heat index of like 98. It was terrible. I lost nine pounds Saturday, last Saturday. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, so we're, you know, we're, but we got a little cool snap right now. So we're, we're getting a little reprieve and then it's going to get nasty again. So 
You know, we all have our different definition of what cold is. I, I remember I was I was out in Minneapolis in a January and I'm standing in the foyer at, at my hotel waiting for kind of a, the, the driver to show up to pick me up to take me to the airport. And it's it's about five degrees. So I'm from California. And <laughs> yeah, so five yeah. degrees is well beyond cold. Yes, yes. And and so I'm talking to the doorman and he goes, oh, yeah, it's going to get cold this weekend. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, what are you talking about? It got cold like 35 degrees ago. That's right. That's right. So I'm from South Louisiana, man. I, yeah. Five degrees is terrible, man. That's that's like Hades, man. That's hell. The opposite end. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Well, 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 well Brian, uh, you know, this is an ultra running podcast, man. And, and you, you know, looking at what you've done, you've done some things, but I've, I've got to ask, man, how? How did you get started with all this, man? Have you always been an, an athlete? Have you been a guy in, you know, in grade school who, who did the running and, and did sports in high school or, or, or tell me your background in all this stuff, man? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I would never have called myself like this super crazy athlete. Um, and, but, you know, I played soccer as a kid and then I refereed soccer. So I was always in really good shape. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't a runner as a kid. In fact, when, you know, at, at the beginning of soccer practice, we all had to run around the soccer field. It, it was a big soccer complex. And so it was about a mile yeah. and we had to do that twice. And, and I was always the last kid in <laughs> And, and and my parents used to joke, we wouldn't use a stopwatch to, to measure or to kind of calculate how quickly we, we, you went. We'd use a calendar. Nice. I, I was just slow. <laughs> That's encouraging. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's one of the many encouraging things my uh, my parents said. Um, but I, I was I then I've loved cycling and I have been a cyclist all my life. Um, and you know, so I, I've ridden my bike across the U.S., and I've done a, a bunch of 200 and 300 mile bike rides. Nice. And, and then, you know, I was on a 300 mile bike ride and, and I thought, and, I, and I'm coming to the end of it. I'm like 25 miles left and, and I can see the end. And I think, you know, I, I need another goal. I, I need yeah. something. And I've done a bunch on the bike and kind of the marathon is the ultimate in, in a runners for a kind of, you know, I yeah. thought it was the ultimate, yeah, but it's yeah, kind of, yeah. it's, it's like the, it's yeah. like the pinnacle often of, of many runners. It's like, Oh, I did a marathon and I wanted to be able to say that. And so I thought, okay, I'll go out and train for that. And so, you know, I, I did the marathon and then, you know, as, as you know, and many of your guests know, you know, it doesn't stop there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it, a marathon turned into a 50, which turned into a hundred, which turned into a 200. So I, I I've just always, I've always wanted to be in shape and, yeah. and kind of keep moving. So nice. So, well, and I, I've never been a cyclist. I mean, I grew, I grew up in the country. We rode our bikes and stuff like that, but I've never been like a, like a road cyclist and stuff. How old were you when you ran across the United States? How long ago was that? So I was 20 years old. When okay, I, I, so biked, you, oh, I biked wow. across the U S yeah. So I did it by myself. I went from Newport, Oregon, um, mainly kind of the top third of the United States okay. for, for, for a couple of days, I peaked my, uh, my, uh, bike and my wheels into Canada and then came in through upstate New York and ended in Newport, Rhode Island. So it was literally coast to coast. 
So what was like, was it just something? Okay. You're, I mean, 20 years old, I think my, my son's 21 and I think like, you just like, I, I'm just going to do this. Like you just decided, or <laughs> did you do it for a cause? Or you just like, I just want to do it. <laughs> I did it because cause I wanted to. Okay. No, that's, no. that's a cause. Yeah. Cause it sounded <laughs> that, that like a good idea. Cause. You know, I was 20 years old. I didn't do anything for a cause. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, I, uh, um, I, I had, again, just like the marathon that turns into a 50 miler, I had, you know, we, we live about 200 miles from Yosemite national park. One of the prettiest parks in the world. If if you haven't been, it's, it's a great place to go. And a friend, my, my, actually my sixth grade teacher had cycled there. And I thought that would be so cool to cycle to Yosemite 200 miles. We did it over four days and I did it with my parents. Okay. So it was my mom, my dad, and me. And you all cycled it. We all cycled it. Yeah. yeah and, cool. and my mom vowed never to do it again. <laughs> yes, my, my dad had done similar things as a kid. Okay. And so, and it just, the, it, I got the bug. Yeah. And so, you know, I did that and then it's like, okay, I'm going to cycle down from Oregon, you know, which was 500 miles. And then it's like, I'm going to come down from Washington or I'm going to come down from Canada. And so, you know, it's like a 500 mile turned into a thousand mile. And I always thought, okay, cycling across the United States. And my, my sixth grade teacher had done that before. Yeah. And so I was talking to him and he and I were going to go. Um, and so it's supposed to be two of us going, which put my, put my parents at ease that, okay, at least there's, there's two of you. Yeah. Um, and a couple weeks before we were to leave, his dad came down with cancer and had to back out. And so then now I'm, it's like, do I go or do I not go? It's like, everything's lined up. I'm ready to go. It's going to be by myself. It's going to be harder, but let's do it. And (laughs) and so 20 years old, and and this was before cell phones. It was before Google maps. I mean, yeah, it was, I'd call in every couple of days uh, through a payphone. I'd go to the payphone and use a calling card to get in touch with my parents and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. And, And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I can't. I have two boys and uh, they're 13 and 15. And, and I don't know that I'd want them doing that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding, man. I'm yeah. kind of the same way I'm thinking. of. And so did you, and you didn't have any kind of like su- support, right? I mean, you just you just supported yourself. Yeah, I had everything on my bike. So I was I was fully self-contained. And, and it's funny because I'm going up the Bighorn uh, Mountains one day long, hard climb. And it just seems to go forever. And, 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 and I'm only six miles into it and I, it's going to go a lot longer. Yeah. And I pull off onto the side of the road and, and this huge RV, the size of a school bus pulls off as well. And we're both overheating. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I, you know, he he invites me into this behemoth of a, a rig. I mean, there's a TV up front where he can see everything out front or the people in back. And, and he goes, so do you have everything you need? I said, yeah, I'm pretty much self-contained. And and he kind of looks at me and goes, you know, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And you're both overheating. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We we all have our different definitions of self-contained. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Well, how long did that take you, man? 50 days, 50 days, 50 days, 4,000 miles. So averaged 80 miles a day. Nice. And would you, uh, you would just camp find a place to camp out or something or for the most part. Yeah, Yeah. I would, I was generally camping. I would try to plan kind of, I, the night before I'd figure out, okay, where, about how far could I go? 
Yeah. And, yeah. you know, rarely was I thinking more than a couple of nights ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, occasionally you'd get into some place where it's like there's no place to camp. Yeah. And and I go up and knock on, you know, coming through a farm and I'd knock on their door and say, hey, do you guys mind if I pitch pitch my tent out in front? Yeah. And, you know, it's it, people are very nice yeah, around yeah. this world. Especially and, rural people. Good old, good old folks out in the middle. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah I mean, what what am I'm on a bicycle? I'm wearing spandex, you know, <laughs> and, and what what am I going to do? <laughs> I say this boy, this boy wants to sleep in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Like I'm not a threat. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, that's cool. That's cool, man. So, man, what a what a what a so it's in your I, obviously there's something in your in your blood or like something, you know, that you want to do this even at 20 years old that you're going out and you're, you're taking on this epic adventure, a lot of unknowns, a lot of, you know, just figuring it out along the way. And that you had though, like, I'm going to give it a shot, you know, like, I, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. I think, I think young people nowadays are, some of them are afraid to try things, you know, and, 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 and I don't know, they just don't want to do epic, epic things or uh, some of them, some of them, you know, I mean, there's this fear of failure. I mean, and that's, that's kind of what it is. And I think, you know, as parents, sometimes we play a big negative role in that, like kind of holding the kids back. And it's like, you know, let them go out and go on their bike and fall and then they get up. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's okay to fall down every once in a while. Yeah. Man, I I believe we're created for for epic adventures and it all looks different for everybody else. But, uh, so you, so you did this huge thing. And then, like you said, then you, you discover running, um, and start doing the running thing. How many, how many marathons did you do before you decided to dip your toe into the ultra officially? Yeah. One. Oh, just one. Okay. And you're like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So I, so I finished the 300 mile bike ride. Yeah. And you know, it it was like, it was literally, it was 25 miles before the finish of that bike ride. And it's, it's two in the morning because it took me 20, 24, almost 25 hours. And it's two, three in the morning. And I'm, and I'm starting to think about what's next because I'm always, it's like, yeah, yeah. you, you probably know. And and a lot of your, the people you interview probably, it's like, (laughs) Yeah. What, what's, what's next. And, and so it can, it's like, okay, at the time, my wife and I were going to train for New York. Cause mm-hmm. I thought, wouldn't that be the coolest, yeah. coolest one to, you know, one of the coolest ones to run, we'll do New York together. And then she got injured and it's like, okay, we're not going to do New York. Maybe we'll do it sometime in the future. Yeah. So I just looked for something around uh, some close by and it was a San Francisco marathon. Yeah. Did the San Francisco marathon. And then you know, some buddies and I are sitting around and this is where most things go wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're sitting around and we're just kind of talking. And one of them had done a 50 mile trail run. And I thought that, that, that sounds yeah. pretty cool. Let's, Trails. let's ah. do it. So the, the three of us trained, the four of us actually trained together. One got injured. And so three of us ended up doing it. And I just, I thought, Hey, this is so cool yeah. to you know, run in these, these ultras running these and, and I felt great. Mm. So it's like, all right, I'm going to do a couple more. Yeah. And then, I, then it was like, I do a hundred and then, and then I, so Tahoe, you, you know, you've been to Tahoe. I mean, it yeah. is, I grew up in the area, you know, we're, we're about four hours from Lake Tahoe. Yeah. And so I grew up in, at least in the area and I'd go to Tahoe all the time in the summer, I'd go to ski and it is just this absolutely gorgeous area. Yeah, man. It's um, beautiful. And, 
And, and I'd cycled my bike around it a number of times. Um, and I thought, wow. And, and friends of mine had done the Tahoe 200. So I did it in the second year. Friends yeah. had done it in the first year. So I did it in 2015. And I thought, wouldn't it be so cool to, to go around Lake, to run around Lake Tahoe? Yeah. My dad, over the course of three summers, had hiked it. And oh, so wow. he spent he spent three weeks yeah. and I spent. OK, so he did it in three weeks. So let me I'm going to try to do it in three days. <laughs> <laughs> you go with something now, Pops. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's just this. It's just this. It's like, all right, there's something bigger and cooler. And, and I always like to understand how how do I push myself a little bit further? Yeah. Yeah. So so you man, you, yeah, you drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and yeah, we've all drank that, that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. And so after, after hundred miles, you sign up for a Tahoe 200. How did you, here's the thing, especially around in 2015. And I did the first time in 2018, there's not, you know, you can find training material on, on running a marathon. You can find it on running 50 miles, hundred miles. How did you go about getting yourself ready to, to, to run around Lake Tahoe? Yeah, but you know, fortunately, I have two close friends, or husband and wife, who did it in the first year. Yeah, and and they live. You know, I, I I'd been running with them, um, so they were a tremendous resource. Yeah, and and they had they had a place up in Tahoe, not cool. far from the starting line. That's cool. So we we went up there a couple times to train. So I I I use them a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, people often ask kind of what's in, a, I'm sure you get the same questions. Like what's the hardest part of, of running 200 miles. And it, it's not from the start to the finish line. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's hard. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. I, I always think if you can get to the start line and you're, you're somewhat healthy mm-hmm. and you did what you needed to do, yeah. that's the hard part. Yeah. It's- and then going from start to finish that's the fun part, yeah. you know, as much, as much as running 200 miles and being miserable and sore and painful can be fun. Yeah. 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 Falling but, in the dirt and falling asleep while you're running, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. kind of seeing rocks and thinking, is that a rock or is that a bear? Yeah. yeah. So you know that feeling. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. So, um, so you, how many, what was your, what were your peak weeks like, uh, as far as mileage in, when you train, do you remember offhand how, you know, what it looked like? Yeah. So, um, it, it was somewhere around 150. You put uh, in was, some 150 mile weeks. Yeah, I did. Wow. So what okay. I, so the, huge. Key thing, the key thing I did is I, you know, I think my biggest training kind of period, I had four 30 milers in a day. So Sunday was a 30 miler. Yeah. Um, Monday was a 30 miler. Tuesday yeah. was a 30 miler and, and Wednesday was a 30 miler wow. and then do a little rest and do some other sh- shorter. So it, it was probably, so that's 120. So maybe it was about 140 would have been my 135, 140. Yeah, um, yeah. and so I just started, you know, first, the first time I did those four days in a row, it was, all right, I'm going to do five, four, five milers. I think yeah. I started out at four, 10 milers. Yeah. So you do a 10, 10, 10, 10. And then the next, the next month you go to 15. Yeah. And then 20 and then 25. And I figure if I can do four 30 milers in a row, mm-hmm. I'm probably in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, you know, yeah, it, but, but you know, I mean, you know what it's yeah. like to run the first time you have no idea what you're going to experience. Exactly. Yeah. You, um, yeah. A new pain. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A new and, fatigue. And, and you don't know. I mean, I always think doing something the first time's the hardest. Yeah. 
you know, and, and you know, you do it the next time. It's like, okay, I, I know, I know where the hard parts are. Yeah. You know, I, I know where, I know where I tend to get emotionally more challenged. I know what I need to get over that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for you to do it a second time. So, so. yeah. So here's what happened. So the, the year I did it in 2018 is when it, they, it was, I think the fifth year. So they did it in the opposite direction. Oh, yes. Yeah. And everyone who did it both ways said that it was harder because like you would hit, we'd hit um, Rubicon at night on, you know, toward the end and dude, it was, it was rough. That was tough. And, I, and there were some tough sections. And so out this year I was like, all right, I'm gonna go run it the, the way you did it. Yeah. And, but because of the fires, the, the whole bottom section, we're actually going to start the way the opposite way. And then we're going to go to heavenly and then come back. It's the heaven and back. Um, oh, so it's so going to be you, a, yeah, it's going to be a hundred mile out and back. We won't circumnavigate the whole thing. Oh, uh, so you don't get, you don't get the joy of running Rubicon. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> but, but you do have to go up pole line. Yeah. So I went down that thing and oh, I that's was, crazy. Dude, uh, yeah, I, I went. I, it took me forever to get down it, and there was some guy from Australia came barreling down after me. I don't know how he did it without killing himself because he came flying down, and uh, I was thinking, man, to go up. So I'm gonna have to go down it and back up it. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's. that's, that's I, I remember going up it, and 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 I, I got I forget the numbers now, but it is it is some you know for for the listener, it is you know imagine something being steep and then make it like twice as steep. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it's like really sandy, and and yeah, yeah it's like what you, is it like two thousand feet in I don't know in a, a few miles, a mile. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it might mile or less than two miles. It's just yeah, crazy it's steep, and you do you go you you step up a uh, you know a, a foot and then you go slide back half the distance. <laughs> yeah. So I. I I remember I remember doing that and I hit that probably about two or three in the afternoon. Oh, and exposed. Yeah. So you're exposed. It's, ex it's, it's exposed. You're tired. <laughs> you feel miserable. And I just remember cussing out, you know, uh, the, the race director. It's like, what type of crazy person would design this course? Yeah. 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 You go through all. The and so so I guess uh let's talk a little bit about that. This is the first time you, you, you do this. So, um, you know, you're running 200 miles running quote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going around, you're going around. Like so you, you probably hit some, some, some highs you never felt before because the views, but then some, some pretty low lows. Uh, so explain to from your perspective, like just what that's like, you know, to the listener. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, have reached those lows. And, yeah. and I always like to think about, okay, when I reach those lows, what's in my toolkit yes. that's going to get it, get me out of it. And, and I remember, and I can, and, and you probably can as well. I can plan for a lot of the lows. Yeah. I, I, I know what's going to cause them and I know what I need to do, get, get out of them. And it's like, all right, if it starts raining and it rained, you know, on, on the, on the run. All right. Yeah. I have trained in the rain before. Right. So, and that's why you get up at three in the morning when it's raining and you go out because when the rain hits on the course, yeah. you're prepared for it. So most of the problems I can, I can predict. And then it's like, how am I going to handle it? Yeah. There was one problem I, I was not prepared for at all. And it's, it's a hard one to talk about, but so the race start, the race started on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went up on Wednesday, just, you know, a few days before on the Monday before. So on the Monday of that week, 
my wife had gotten test results back from her mammogram that they had found something. And, and so it's one of these things. It's like when you hear cancer for the first time, it just shakes you up. And so that was Monday and and we needed to do some more tests. Yeah. And, and so we were talking about, are we gonna, are we going to cancel this thing? You know, I'd been, I'd been training, you know, for a long time, you know what it's like, you don't want to cancel these things. And she said, no, you can't, we, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. So we got it. We got to keep going. Oh man. And, and so on the Wednesday, we went in for another test. We went in on the way up to Tahoe. So yeah. four hour drive up to Tahoe, an hour in, we stopped at the doctor. We did some tests and the doctor said, I'll probably have the results back for you on the following Monday. <laughs> so at that time, I'm either yeah. going to be on course or I'm hopefully done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and oh, so man. that was just this added added challenge that I, that I hadn't, I hadn't planned for that. Yeah. So I told my race to my crew and, and one of the guys, you know, one of the guys that was pacing me and I said, here's a scoop. Um, you know, I, I don't know if my wife has cancer. It's just, it's, but I, there is going to be a time and maybe when I'm with you that I'm not going to want to talk. I'm just going to want to put my headphones in and listen to music. And I mm-hmm. may just cry. Yeah. That's what, this is what's going on in my head. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so I remember, um, God, we were probably about 23 hours in and, and we're, and it, it all, it all started to hit me and mm. I thought, oh man. And so I told him, I said, all right, I just, I need to take a caffeine pill. I'm yeah. tired. I need to put the headphones in. I need to listen to music because I know that music can get me out of a lot of the the doldrums. Yeah. And I, and I have, I have two, I kind of two, uh, um, uh, lists of music and one of them is just the regular music. You listen any, anytime you want. Yeah. Anytime you're out on a run or a bike ride, whatever. And then I have one, it's, it's literally called, it's called run help. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, and these are the songs that I love the most. I don't play them that much, but they're the ones that when I do play them, they can lift me up. Okay, you got, you got to give me at least one of the, one or two of the songs if it's not too so, personal. Yeah, so no, one of one of them is it's Elton. So Elton John played in 1985 or six. He played with the the Australian Symphony down in Sydney, and he does "Candle in the Wind." Okay, and so that's just one, yeah. and it's got some phenomenal sound, and it's like yeah. okay. I know when I listen to that, it just takes me back to yeah. a, a better time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's being able to have those things, whether it's music, whether there's something you need to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, I always know that, you know, you know, you don't you don't look at a 200 mile run as a 200 mile run. Yeah. You look at it as like 10, 20 mile runs. Yeah. Yeah. And I always know that, OK, in 15 miles, I'm going to see my wife. Or I'm going to get a new pair of shoes. And so, yeah, um, or it's like, you know, being down, this is normal. Yeah. You know, if if you weren't, if you weren't going to be down, nobody, you know, it's, it's, this is normal stuff. And you're, and in minimally in a hundred hours, because you got a hundred hours to do the 200 minimally in a hundred hours, all this, you know, it's going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Hey, you're, you're in good shape. So you'll, you'll get out of it eventually. It may take a little while, but you will get out of it eventually. 
Well, and, and one of the things I, I, I told when I, when I was running hundred milers, a friend of mine told me, um, when, you know, before I even did 200, they said it, it just rubs you, it scrubs you raw emotionally. Like, you know, because normally we, we, we have those, those, uh, coping mechanisms emotionally, you know, you're dealing with this, you're being strong for your wife, you know, right. you're, 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 you're being the man. And then those layers just start getting peeled back the longer you're out there. And, you know, the listeners heard me say before, I, I've never cried at the end of a, a of a hundred miler, but boy, at the end of 200 miles, dude, some stuff came up, man. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, Whoa, what's going on, man? It just, it just peels you raw and, and going in with that, but it's kind of, man, in a way it's almost therapeutic. You know, you're, you're having that, you're, it's allowing you to release, you know, and uh, I don't know, just kind of, you had, you had a long time to kind of deal. <laughs> you, you do. And, and I love, I mean, I love that. I, I know at the end of the 200 mile, I cried too. And, and it, and, and there was a little out of pain, but there was a lot out of just <laughs> yeah, sheer yeah. excitement. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I tell my kids and, and I, I write about this in the book and I know we'll talk about it later is, you know, do something that when you cross that finish line or you finish or whatever it is, yeah. Whether it's writing a book, whether it's doing a 200, whether it's reaching a certain point in your career, do something that when you accomplish it, you are so emotionally mm. kind of proud that you just tears well up. And, and yeah. I remember when I did my first 50, you know, it was me and two other guys and one of the guys had done it before. And so we're all sitting, you know, all sitting at the finish line, just like babies crying. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like that's that shows that, OK, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I and and I think, you know, and, and like, yeah, the finish line for people, I don't know. It's like you're you're thinking about every all the work you put in, all the sacrifices, all the just all of it. And, and you did it, you know, like I got it. right. I, I achieved that goal. I accomplished what I what I set out to do. Um, yeah. And so it's yeah, it's you've been on an epic adventure. So it's, it, it, it is. And you, and you know what that uh, epic is. And, and you're just you're just a bit more crazy to go do it again. So I applaud you on that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you could still sign up for next year, you know, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. but but no, man. And so it's hard to explain to people, but, I'm, you know, it's kind of neat. There's starting to be a lot more 200s pop up everywhere right. where people are, are, are doing the thing. And I, I tell, you know, it's, it's a huge uh, investment of time, resources and all that. But man, if that's something you feel called to do, yeah, you got to do it. You know, it just, yeah. And, and if, if, if that's not it, right. You'll find something that is, yeah. um, you know, it's there, there's a, there's a lot of things like, you know, I'm, I'm sure people said this to me or to you and I hear it all the time. It's like, Oh, I could never run a marathon or yeah. I, I could never run a 200. And, and, and most people can run a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and part of what I say is, you know, they'll come oh, I'm too fat. I'm too old, you know, all sorts of excuses. And at the end of the day, what I had asked is, do you want to? Yeah, that's the and, question. And, yeah. And, and if you want to, then we can figure out how to get you that 26.2 miles. Yeah. Um, if you really want to do a 200 mile run, we can figure out there's a lot of ways to figure out how to do it, but you gotta want it. Yep. Your why has to, has to be, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I, co I coach runners and they're like, I don't know if I want to do this race or this race is like, which one, 
which one are you getting excited about? Which one, like when you, when, when you say the name of it, or you, you picture that buckle, something wells up in you. That's the one you need to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Because oh. there are going to be days at three in the morning or so that you got to get out of bed and go <laughs> run and train yeah. and, 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 and you don't want to, but, yeah. but you, you got to know that. All right. I got to get to that finish line. So you got it. I love it. Yeah. You got to know your why. So what were, what were your big, uh, when you ran Tahoe, um, what were your big lessons? Cause I, I was looking, uh, reading through some, uh, some of your stuff and I saw that you only slept what an hour and a half or something total. So yeah, 76 and a half hours. I tried to sleep at Sierra at Tahoe. So my plan mm-hmm. was, you know, to sleep somewhere around mile six, you know, Sierra at Tahoe, which I think is what 62, 63 miles, something like that. Uh, yeah. The way I went. Yeah. Yeah. And so my plan was to try that. That would have been kind of the middle of the first night to get a little bit of sleep. And I get there and, you know, it was the first time I got to see my wife. Yeah. And so my plan was at mile 62, I was going to sleep a little bit. You know, I was going to try to get an hour of sleep. And, and I got there, it was the first time I got to see my wife. So that was exciting. And, you know, I, there's, you know, I can eat real food. I can take care of that blister. That was, it was just killing me. Yeah. And so I went to lay down to try to sleep a little bit and it was just so noisy. I couldn't yeah. sleep. Mm. And so finally it's like, I, I'm getting up. I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I still stayed there. I don't know, an, an hour, an hour and a half, uh, hour and a half, I think it was. And then I figured, okay, when I get to heavenly, it's a halfway point, it's hundred miles and yeah. I'm going to get some sleep there. And I spent yeah. a couple hours there and I get there and my plan and it's, you know what it's like at heavenly it's noisy. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I was, okay, I'm going to go sleep in the van. We had a van and again, it's noisy. I had taken some caffeine, you yeah. know, a, a few hours earlier. And so I'm just, I'm just kind of wired and I'm, I'm in the van. I shut all the windows to try to close it down. And then I'm having a hard time breathing. <laughs> it gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> it gets hot. Yeah. So you can't get enough oxygen. You're tired and wired and hot. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm just tossing and turning. So I didn't sleep. And so then it's like, all right. And I didn't, I wanted to try to avoid sleeping during the day. Yeah. If I could, if I was going to sleep, I was going to sleep at night. So I figured I'm just going to go yeah. and go as far as I can. And so I made it to Tahoe city. So I'm coming in in yeah. Tahoe city. So that's 175 that's, miles. Something oh, like actually, no, it was, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a hundred. It was, yeah. 175 okay. miles. It was Tahoe yeah. city and it's, it's like two in the morning. Yeah. And, and I you, you come over and it's, it's a dark section. It's a hard section right before then. And I come into Tahoe city. I am just beat. I I have never been so tired. It's two in the morning. My crew is sleeping, you know, one sleeping and my wife's sleeping in the van. I have another, my, my pacer sleeping in his car. And I come into the van, I open up the door and I look at my wife. I said, I got to sleep. I need you to get out of there. And it it, (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it it, it was not, it was not my, uh, my finest uh, moment as a husband. And, and I said, wake me up in an hour. Um, Because at the time, I was, I had the potential to get top 10. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I said, just wake me up in an hour. I figured if I can get an hour's of sleep, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a new world. Yeah. And so she comes, she opens after an hour and, and she opens up the, the door and says, all right, it's been an hour. I said, give me 30 more minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
I my I mean I was asleep before my head hit to the hit the pillow. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 30 minutes. And then they came back and and they weren't giving me any more time. I could have asked for more time yeah. and they had already said it's you like know. no. Because they, they had watched that the I was in 11th place and I opened up the door and and in my head, I felt like, man, I'm a new man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm ready to go win this thing. And, and, <laughs> and I, I'm sure if you had video of it, yeah. you know, I kind of kind of slowly meander out of the aid station. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like, OK, I, I mean, I felt like well, it's, a, it's a new it's a new race. It's like starting over. And, yeah. and I felt great. Yeah. And, and then it's like, OK, I just need to pass one person. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, when you look at the actual sleep, it was, you know, it was about an hour and a half. I, I tried to sleep, you know, I, I, I laid down a couple of times, but yeah, just, you don't sleep. No, did, did you, uh, did you, we talked a little bit about, you know, the things you're seeing, did you hallucinate much? You know, I, I don't think I ever officially hallucinated, Yeah, but you right. You see before, weird stuff. Oh, you do see some weird stuff, mainly bears. You um, saw bears? Well, no, I didn't see any bears. That's what oh. I was. Well, I was seeing yeah, them in yeah. my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so it was that section before before Tahoe City, which it, we, we were going through in the middle of the night. And, and it's a dark section. Yeah. And and so, some people had come by and taken down some of the um, the course markers. OK, yeah, that happens, man. I yeah. That. And and so I'm going through there and, and I'm with my pacer and, and I'm just like, wait, are we lost? Are we lost? And constantly trying to look at the map. It's like, wait, are we? And, and if the trails relatively marked, it's marked relatively well. Yeah. Um, but still it's, and so every time I'd look out, you got your headlamp on and you see a rock and you think, Oh my God, it's a bear. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and at one point uh, we come across, we came across this other runner and that runner was looking, I mean, he was, he was not doing well. Yeah. And, and so we thought, you know, we're just going to stay with him. We got a couple miles until we get into Tahoe city. It's not like I'm moving tremendously faster. Right. So yeah. let's just all three of us go through it. I think he had, his headlamp had gone out. It's like, let's oh, just, wow. all, you know, me and my pacer and, and, and him, we're just, all three of us are going to go out through this together. And all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's running along a, well, I should say he's walking yeah. and, and he stops and he said, stop. And, and so it's all, it's, it's, it's that stop. Like there's something out there. Stop. Yeah. Not like, I just want to take a break. Yeah. And, he, and, and he goes, there's a cat. And I'm thinking like lion, tiger, <laughs> yeah, cougar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, anybody that has been to Tahoe knows that those animals are not anywhere near yeah, that yeah. region. <laughs> But in your mind, I yeah. think, oh, my God, I'm going to have a lion that comes out. And and we put, <laughs> put our headlamps down into this ravine, probably about 100 feet away. And we see two eyeballs looking back at us. Oh. And, and and it's like, I have no idea what it, what it is. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. it, it could have been a tiger. <laughs> um, <laughs> At that point, it could have been an elephant. Who knows? It, it could have it been. The, the eyes were a little bit smaller than an elephant. Okay, so I, okay, okay. I, I wasn't thinking it was an elephant, but but it could have been, David. Yeah. Um, and finally, my uh, my pacer, he looks a little bit closer and he goes, it's a deer. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, are, are you sure? Are, are you sure it's a deer? Because we got to go past him. Yeah, and he goes, yeah. yeah, it's a deer. It's like, OK. Okay, and we continued awesome. on down. So you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that night I was every time I turn a corner, it was like, is that a bear? And and you just 
you get startled. It's a, it's a weird feeling, as you know. It, I tell people like in a lot of the anytime I've hallucinated, it's been you're just sleeping. You're sleeping awake. You're sleeping and moving yeah. and, you know, and just you're in that in between state and you're it's so weird to. So you, yeah, I've, I've seen cars in the middle of the woods that were just, Oh, so you've, you've, you've experienced. Oh yeah. Weird hallucinated. Yeah. Weird shaped trees. And you know, it is just, you just seeing your, your brain's not interpreting reality very well. (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't interpret it very well, but that's what happens when you, you don't sleep much and you push your body and you push your mind to, to limits that most, most people don't take it to. Yeah. Well, so, um, you you uh just while we're talking about Tahoe 200 because it's fresh on my brain. What did, what did you use for fuel throughout? Because one of the things that that I loved was at the aid stations, dude. Every every major aid station, I ate a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's like it was oh. it was so good. <laughs> you know, it was like the best cheeseburger ever. It was probably crappy, but it was the, the best cheeseburger it, it, ever. It, yeah, <laughs> they they could serve awful stuff and then you'll eat anything. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the cool thing is is you you could just eat anything and everything. Yeah. And you needed um, it. You needed it. Your body needed it. So you, you did. I, yeah. I loved I loved having like the eggs and potatoes, like a, a burrito, oh, yeah. Yeah. breakfast yeah. burrito. It's like, oh, those are those are good in, in my pack. So I generally carried I, I had water. Um, mm-hmm. I had like some like a Gatorade. So some sort of electrolyte drink. Yeah. And then I had chocolate milk. You so, carry chocolate milk in your pack. So, yeah, I, I had, you know, I had the two, uh, um, yeah. a, a one water bottle. Yeah. So I had, had the, the, um, the water bladder. I mean, the bladder had water. Yeah. And yeah. then I had two water bottles kind of up on my chest. Yeah. And one was like a Gatorade. And yeah. then the other was, uh, chocolate milk. <laughs> that's, that's good. I've never heard of somebody carrying chocolate milk. During oh, man. It was great. Did it get too hot? No, I drink it. No, oh, and, and, and you know it doesn't matter if it gets hot. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, That's awesome. So it, it, in many cases, it was like insure. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, which just is is phenomenal stuff. Yeah, a lot of calories. You know? yeah. yeah. Um. So I always knew I'd come into an aid aid station. I'd hand my pack to my you know wife or my crew chief, whoever was there. And it's like, okay, put chocolate milk here, put uh, Gatorade here, and water in the back. And nice. I, I love chocolate milk. Yeah. So, uh, but, but most, a lot of times, you know, I had on trail, I was eating a lot of peanut butter, like those okay. Justin nut butters. Yeah. Yeah. I've used those. Um, yeah. So those things are great. Mm-hmm. A lot of calories and, and, and with calorie, the, the, the fats and the protein and the calories all together. Yeah. 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 You just kind of squeeze it into your mouth and, and they can d- digest and, and, you know, every, every once in a while I would have a, a gel packet mm-hmm. yeah. um, because those get into your system really quickly. Cause yep. you know, you, you, when you you're constant, you're eating every I don't know forty five minutes or so. Yeah, and eventually your body tells you, hey, you know I don't want to eat that anymore. Yeah, yeah, and stop. it's it's very <laughs> obvious how it because it comes out. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so it's, it's very obvious of how it does that, and and so it's like okay, I need to get something into my system really quickly. Let me just put a gel pack. And that'll get in pretty quickly and it'll at least get me moving forward. And then, you know, the peanut butter takes a little bit longer, but oh, I love coming into aid stations. Like what type of smorgasbord are we going to have? Yeah. Yeah. And just, just pile it in, man. Did you end up having to filter water while you were out there? No, I didn't. Did you? Yeah, I did. I I, I carried main, I carried just the bladder, uh, two liter bladder. And so there were a few spots when it got really hot. I was having to filter some water to refill my bladder. Uh, I sweat a lot too. So I was having to drink quite a bit. So um, I don't know with it being in, uh, this time of year, uh, this year, I don't know what the heat's going to be like, but I'll be carrying a little bit more than a two liter bladder this year. I'll have a, at least one other bottle with me. 
Um, yeah. and I'll have a filter too, if I need it, but there's yeah, some no. funny stories of me just about to die of thirst and I'm squeezing this water from a stream into my mouth. <laughs> and I, I, I look like a savage and I look over and there's his dad and his son fishing that looking over at me, like I was crazy. <laughs> what <laughs> just came through yeah, the woods. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he's, looking like he's dying of thirst ah! so yeah it's pretty funny but uh yeah, yeah no i carried i carried a two liter uh water bladder and depending on how long of a segment mm-hmm. it would either be full and then i had two 750 milliliter um okay. bottles so that's yeah, so the, the gatorade in the milk yeah yeah that's pretty good um, um yeah and so yeah this year I'll, I'll be carrying a little bit more and i'll still have a filter in case i need you know out there and and the good thing is now they make us carry, we use the Gaia app and we carry the GPX. And so, yep. so you don't have to, I mean, of course, markings are, are great, but if, if they remove them, which happens, um, people do that for some reason, you still got, you can look at your phone and figure out where you're supposed to go. So that's, yeah, pretty, no, pretty I, th- nice. I think that's good. It, w- when we did it, it wasn't required to carry, yeah. you know, one of those devices. Yeah. I carried one with me. Yeah. Um, and so I had that, I had that kind of on my phone and I, I do think it's a good move to yeah. have those as required. Cause if you see somebody that's been sitting there for six hours or eight hours, it's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah or, or they're way off course. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, you can get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so, um, so you've done, I mean, you biked across the United States, you, you did the Tahoe 200, you've done these other epic adventures. And, and so, um, and you, now you got a book <laughs> that you wrote. And, and so what a cool way. I mean, you, you're living out this epic life and, and well, t- tell our listeners, like, what do you, what do you do? when you're not, you know, running races and doing that, what do you do in real life, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I run my own consulting practice, leadership development consulting yeah. practice. So I do executive coaching, um, yeah. working with leaders, um, working with teams on how, how, you know, putting their, helping put their strategic plan together or work more effectively as a team. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how I spend, uh, spend most of my time. Gotcha. And so, man, that one of, that's one of the things I love about, about this sport is there's so many things that you can just learn and take and apply directly to your life, your work. I mean, just everything, there's so much there and, and you've, you've kind of encapsulated some of the things that you've learned into, into, I'm sure you're, tr- you're training and you do speaking and things like that, but also into, into your book. And so, man, tell me, you know, tell me and the listeners about, you know, about your book, about, uh, you know, about how you've put that together. Yeah, no, I, I, I will. In fact, I actually think writing a book is similar to kind of training than doing the Tahoe 200 or, or any big thing, yeah. because, you know, when you're training for Tahoe and, and or, or a hundred or a marathon, whatever it is, there are days where you don't want to go out and train. You just, it's like, oh, I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to keep, keep going forward. The finish line is so far away. The start line is so far away. And, th- and that was the same thing with writing the book is, you know, I'd, I'd get up at like, okay, I'm going to write from 6 a.m. to 7.30 every morning. Hmm. And I'd get up and it's like, I just need to get 250 words out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 250 words by the end of the week, you know, I'm going to have... 1200 words, um, out and they didn't have to be the greatest words. And so, right. but there were days it's like, I don't want to get up and write, you know, or it's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't think of anything. So when, it, when I finished the Tahoe 200, you know, I've talked to people like yourself and it's like, what, what is it that I was able to do, or people like yourself were able to do 
that allows us to run 200 miles when so many people say, I could never do that. Yeah. You know, my, my wife and I took our kids and tra- we traveled around the world for a year. Um, so we took them out of school when they were nine and 11. And as we right before we left, you know, a friends threw us a party and there were a bunch of people there and, and a couple people came up and said, you know, I, I could never do that. You mm-hmm. know, meaning I could never take my kids out of school. Or I could no travel around the world for a year. Yeah. And, and, you know, I hear it with a marathon, I hear it with 200. It's like, I could never do that. And, and I, and I think it's like, no, maybe you can. Yeah. And so I wanted to understand what is it that allowed me to do that and do the Tahoe 200 or do these other things. But I I wanted to learn from other people. And so I thought I'm going to go out and interview a hundred people. And, and I wanted it to be predominantly um, like leaders in companies, senior yeah. executives. So chief executive officer, chief information officer, chief, any, any kind of chief blank officer, CFO, yeah. CHRO, CEO, any of that. So I wanted, uh, I wanted about three quarters, two thirds to three quarters of the people to be in the business side. Yeah. But I also wanted to interview ultra distance athletes, people who've done a minimum of a hundred mile run or an Ironman. Yeah. And I, and I think there's a lot of similarities. That's what I, mm-hmm. I came to find. You know, people that people that succeed in you know running an Ironman are successful in run, do, doing other things. Yeah. You know, people that run 100 miles are successful doing other uh, you know doing things in business. Or people that are successful in business, they're often successful in other aspects of life. And so I wanted to understand what are those components. Yeah. Yeah. And so I took those hundred interviews, and that what became the basis of the the, the book. So the book's called Epic Performance. Lessons from 100 Executives and Endurance Athletes on How to Reach Your Peak, on, on Reaching Your Peak. And, and so EPIC, what EPIC stands for, the E is how do you envision the big things in life that you want to accomplish? Mm. You got to be able to see the future. Yeah. You got to be able to, you know, be able to see that, oh, 200 miles or 100 miles or a marathon. But how do you envision those big things in life that you want to do? Mm-hmm. That's the E. The P is how do you put a plan in place? You know, yeah. what is your plan to go from A to B to C? Yeah. Um, I is how do you iterate to that plan? Think about that as your training. Mm. You know, you, most people don't start off running 200 miles. Right. Most people don't even start off running a marathon. Yeah. Um, they start off with a 5K. They, they get some confidence, they get some skills and they go to a 10K and then a you know, half marathon and on up. And then eventually they're doing a 200 mile. Um, and then the C, the C is how do you collaborate with other people? Somebody's done this before. Yeah. You know, you've been able to research a lot of what other 200 people have, other 200 runners have done. You know, I had, I had a couple people that I mm-hmm. knew that had done it the year before. And, and even if they haven't done a 200, what can you learn from the people who've done a hundred? You can learn. Yeah. Yeah. You can learn. You know, there's a lot. lot. Yeah. You know, it just scales different. What can you learn from the people that do a marathon? Yeah. And, and you know, about training. Yeah. They're, 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 they're different events, no doubt, but there are some similarities. Mm-hmm. So that's epic. And then the last thing is performance. How do you go out and do it? Mm. You know, so the, the envision, the plan, the iterate, the collaborate that gets you to the start line. Yeah. And then the performance gets you to the, the finish line. Nice. Nice. That's, that's good. And just like, in ultra running, I mean, we've got we, we, like 
we're all involved in I mean, we've got to live life. We can't just run all the time. There's very few of us that can just run very few people that can run all the time. Right. So, you know, and we've got to live life and we have other goals in life besides running. And so I, I, I love this and I will read the book. I, I you know, I got to, I got a chance to skim it, but I'm going to read it because man, I love tools like this to help just kind of, kind of package it. And, and these reminders of the process and, I mean, and when I yeah. see this, I see everything you say about preparing to run an ultra, you know? And so translating that to life or to other big goals, man, that's awesome. That's huge. It, it, yeah, it is. And so what I did is each one of those, I wanted to say, okay, here are some specific tools and techniques that you can, or questions that you can ask yourself. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I break it down each, each of the, you know, envision is broken down into you know, define what your purpose is. Yeah. You know, what is it? What's that big thing? What are some of your values? And then, you know, how are you stretching yourself a little bit further? Mm -hmm. So for those people that have run a marathon, what is that next goal? Yeah. It could be and a faster then, you know, marathon. Like, it could be a 50 K it could be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so each, each, and then the last one under envision is how do you hone your dream bigger strategy? How are you, mm. how are you, kind of storing all those big dreams. I mean, we all get these dreams yeah. that, and, and do we put them someplace and do we go back and look at those? Mm. So each of the five, you know, pillars, yeah. envision, plan, iterate, collaborate, and perform are broken down into three different behaviors that I call. And, and then at the end of every chapter, there's questions that you can ask yourself just to, how do I get a little bit better at this? Mm. Man, so it's been, yeah, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's been, I, I remember there were, there were days just through the process and, and the book comes out on August 16th. It's up on Amazon now. Okay. Um, for pre-order, but it, it, uh, it comes out on August 16th and, and I, man, it's been, it's been a long way getting to this point, just, yeah. just like a Tahoe. So, uh, it's, it's been fun, but the skills that you see for being able to run 200 miles or being able, you want to start your own company. Yeah. You know, you want to go travel around the world, whatever it is, you want to retire by a certain age. It's mm. all about, I got to be able to see it. Yeah. And then I kind of, kind of put some plan in place and talk to other people and just work your way up. So. Man. I love it. I love it. And and one of the things that with, with my podcast is I'm always, you know, we, we run and we do this thing and, and, and it, it, it's an index. I think it reveals character when we, you know, when we can go through the process and, and go through these, these goals and perform, but it, in the end, it's, it reveals our character, but it's something that we just do, you know, yeah. and we need to take this thing, take our lessons and, you know, we need to be better, strive to be better people, better, better humans in all aspects. You know, we should want to continue to not only grow in running, but grow in life and the things that we're doing and be better. And so, you know, I think it's good to be intentional and ask ourselves those questions. How did I get, how did I achieve this monumental task that I never thought I'd be able to do in running and and this is perfect to help okay if i can do this well what else can i do you know with right. uh, with a company retire early help people uh go on a mission trip um whatever it is to to, to help others man let's use those tools and so i'm kind of i'm excited about this man it, it's good because it, it's it's applicable you know and, and that's what i want to do i mean there's 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 a lot of different books out there and they may talk about one aspect or yeah. it's like you know, it's, it's somebody that was, you know, great in the military or some CEO and they talk about one aspect. And I want to try to pull just some practical tools and practical questions and things that, all right, here's what you can do today. And, and, and 
I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to get somebody to get up and run a 200 mile. Yeah. But think about what you can do, what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. And chances are you can go a little bit further. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. so when I work with companies, you know, I'll often, and I remember I was working with a company oh, a few years back and we put together their strategic plan and kind of, you know, halfway through the day, we, we look back up at the plan and, and I said, how confident are you guys that you can accomplish this this year? And I said, and they all kind of, it's like, yeah, we feel, we feel pretty confident we can do it. I said, does it make you nervous? No, no, not really. I said, it's probably not big enough. I agree. I you love know? it. I it's love probably it. not big enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know about you, but when I stood at the start of the 200 mile run or any big thing that I was doing, yeah. there were a lot of belly, a lot of butterflies flying in that belly. Like what the heck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think goals in life and in, in this should scare us a little bit, you know, I, and that's the stuff, that's the stuff I like, you know, when it, when it's like, man, I don't know if I can do this, but dude, I'm going to, I'm going to give it everything I got, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's exciting to, I might fail and I have failed, you know, it, yeah. I've crashed and burned before, but you know, you learn from it and, and move forward and, and, I don't know. That's I like that. <laughs> you know, I, re- I remember as a kid. Uh, so every year my parents would take me and my brother. We'd go skiing somewhere. We'd, we'd go fly somewhere. So we'd go to Colorado or Utah or Idaho. Yeah. And you know, we're in Breckenridge, Colorado one year, and I'm probably 10. And end of the day, I come skiing down. And in my head, uh, you know, again, in my head, I look like, the, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to join the Olymp- uh, to go to go to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I come, I do this nice sliding stop. I spray snow all over my dad and it's like, I'm so proud. And, you know, I, I look, I look good yeah. <laughs> at least in my head. Yeah. And, and I said, I say to my dad, I said, man, I haven't fallen all day. <laughs> and, and my, my dad, he, he compliments me on my form. He says, you know, you look good. You look good coming down the hill. He goes, but one thing to keep in mind is when you're not falling, you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough, dude. And, I've said that. I said it to my son all the time. I love yeah, it. There yes. you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So now it, it was like, oh, man, <laughs> it just bust your little bubble. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I don't want to fall and I don't like falling. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does show that. All right. I pushed myself and it, it I didn't make it. So I got to get up and I'm going to try something different or hopefully learn from it. Yeah. So, so you and I were talking before we, before we started recording and, and, and um, we were talking about, you know, sign up for the race you know, put that carrot out there and then, and then, you know, have enough faith in yourself to do that. And then, and then, and then put it in the, and then start figuring out how to do it, you know, get that out there, you know, that it, you know, and so, uh, one of the things that you 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 told me that you did, and and we were talking about one of our previous guests, uh, Jason Kuman, is uh, with the aid for the Ukraine. Is you guys saw a need and we're going to go to wanted to go help, and so you bought tickets to go to Poland, and yeah. then you're like, all right, now what? Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, pretty, so, yeah. Was- so, so this is a good example of even you know putting things into practice, and also so let's 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 talk about that because you know, you're, you're, you're helping other people too, besides all this stuff that we've got going on. And so, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. So I had a, a, another friend, a, a former colleague of mine, he and his son went, flew into Berlin. They drove down to the border of Poland and Ukraine, picked up some refugees and drove them back. And then oh, wow. he did that a couple of times. And, yeah. and I'm reading this Facebook post and this is a Saturday morning. And I thought, 
you know, that that's that's pretty cool. And I, I sent it over to my wife who it, it rarely says no to my bad ideas. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know if that's good or not, but all right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, Somebody's got to be the adult sometimes, but you nobody know. <laughs> has to be the adult. And I'm not sure who it is in this family. And so I sent it over to her and I said, you know, you might be interested in this. Check it out. And about two hours later, we we kind of decided, OK, we're going to go. Nice. We're going to do this. We got to get our kids on board. Yeah. So I have 13 and 15 year old boys right now. And so I told one of my boys, uh, you know, who, who happened to be home, I said, Hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this, you know, we're, we'd rent a van, we'd rent two vans. I'd drive one with one of you guys. Mom would drive another one. We'd go down to the border. We'd pick up some refugees and we'd drive back. And then we'd kind of repeat that. And, and, and my one, one son who is generally the more conservative one for doing crazy things. He kind of, he says, all right, maybe. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And I thought, okay. And so like a half hour later, he's talking to his buddy on the phone playing video games. And he goes, oh, you know, cause we were going to, that this was a Saturday. We were going to leave the next, like on a Monday or Tuesday. Oh, wow. So yeah, it, it was like, let's do it this was gonna be quick. And <laughs> yeah. so we stopped. Yeah. It was, it was talking to his buddy. He goes, you know, I might not be in school on Monday cause I'm going to Ukraine. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, well, we're not going into Ukraine, but okay. I get, I get it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. his buddy goes, well, you're going to miss school. And, and he says, well, I, I know school's important, but this is more important. And oh, I thought, so oh, cool. he did yeah, it. it's like, okay, I, I did my job. So we ended up leaving like uh, three weeks later um, just because with school, we, the kids were wanted to wait a little bit. And then we had a trip planned down to Mexico. So how we time things is we leave, like we came back from Mexico on a Saturday and like 14 hours later, we were on a, a, uh, an airplane to Berlin. Wow. Um, and in that time, we put out a GoFundMe um, account and figured, okay, you know, we could, I can easily raise $10,000, but yeah. let me set a goal at $20,000. Yeah. And if we raise $20,000, we can buy some medical supplies. We can take it down to the border. We raised $60,000. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and so then it's like, you got, all right. My, my wife's we're watching the money come in. And my wife says, you know, what are we going to do with all this? Yeah. I said, we'll figure it out. It just yeah. gives us more opportunity to do stuff. And, and we got connected up with this pharmaceutical distributor in, in, um, in Frankfurt. So I talked to him, I said, I got about $10,000. I want to see how we can, if I can buy some prescription medicine from you, and then I got to figure out how to get it into Kiev. Yeah. And, and if you had, had asked me like three weeks prior, if I could get $10,000 of prescription medicine across three countries into a war zone, I would have said, <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but you know, what is, I knew I could figure my wife and I, we could figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of when, you know, it's that men, it's that mentality with, yeah. with running 200 miles or it's like, you know, I, I don't know how I can run 200 miles, but, but I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's like, we bought the plane tickets pretty quickly. And when we, when we took off to fly to Berlin, cause we flew to Berlin, then drove down to Poland. We didn't know, we didn't know, how, you know, what we were going to do on certain things. We, we knew we were going to go to an orphanage. We didn't know, you know, how it was going to all work out. It's like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. What a, what a, what an awesome family adventure but but you're you're especially for your your, your kids getting to be yeah. a part of helping people who who there's an obvious need you know and um man that's that's and and for mom and dad to see mom and dad say 
Yeah, let's let's do it. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, and that's what I mean, there's we weren't going to go unless the kids were totally on board. Yeah, um, it would be easy for my wife and I to go and do this thing and kind of handle it. And it's like but we wanted the kids to be able to see it because I also want them to have that that mentality of, you know, you, you got to you can figure things out along the way. It's yeah. not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite quotes is there's nothing more rewarding than finishing something you were too crazy to start in the first place. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, you, you know, that from running 200 or any, even if, if the fifties or a marathon, yeah. it's like you cross that finish line. You were talking about how you were tearing up. It's like, yeah. there is nothing more rewarding than finishing something you were too crazy to start in the first place. And yeah. that's how I, that's how we felt when we came back from Poland and, and, and helping. And, and so, and we're still able to do, I just got, 17 Chromebooks into an orphanage because those kids are taken are going to class, but because their teacher's still in the Ukraine teaching, but they don't have a way to, to learn because they, they, they don't have a computer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we just got 17 Chromebooks into this orphanage in this small town in, in Poland. So it's just like, oh, this is so cool. That is, that is so amazing. And then, and then you've got, you know, uh, Tesla helping out by dropping some Starlink stuff out there. So can... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty amazing, man. That's amazing. You know, and, and it's just a reminder, you know, if we, if we do all these epic things in life and we don't, you know, pass, pass it down to our kids and, 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 you know, them see us. And I think, and that's why I think it's important, you know, my kids, you know, when I go do a race, they always ask me, Hey, did you win? And sometimes I have one, you know, but like, no, but I, I finished, I accomplished my goal, right. you know, and, and they see when I come in in the mornings dripping in sweat and, you know, and, and the work that I put in when I'm tired and beat up and, but I go out anyway and, and they see, see us accomplish hard things. And then they see us do things like that also, you know, that's a hard thing. We yeah, figure it, we figure it out. And, and I, I love that, David. I mean, we got to set an example for our kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's there. You know, if you want to achieve something big, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And I know we talked a little bit about priorities. You know, you're uh, you're missing out on, you know, certain time with your kids when you're out training for some event. Yeah. And you're running. 30 hours or so. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, do epic things, man. Epic, you know, do some epic things in life, man. And, and, and like you said, if you need a framework and you, you're right, you wrote a book, a book's coming out. I help you help give you some framework on it and talk yeah. to people that can help you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's the epic performance framework. I just, I don't want to get to be 80 years old and go, oh man, I wish I would have. Yes. And, and and I, I and I read a book uh, by a woman, the name of Bra uh, Bronnie Ware, and she talked, she was, uh, she worked with people in their final years of life, final, final kind of, in many cases, final year of life. Mm. And she was a nurse and she would talk to them. And yeah. what so many of them said, they, the regrets they had were things they didn't do. Mm. not the things they did do. And I don't want to get to that point where it's like, oh man, I wish I would have done that Tahoe 200. Yeah. Or I wish, you know, and, and that was, you know, my, uh, before we decided to go to Ukraine to, you know, help with the Ukrainian situation, both my wife and I were saying, if we don't do this, we're going to regret it. Yeah. And then, and that's what it's like, okay, that, that makes the decision easy. What else do we need to talk about? Yeah, let's do it. Let's figure so, it out. Yeah. You know, you know, for those people trying to decide if they want to do a 50, their first 50 miler, 
you know, ask yourself, all right, in 25 years, are you going to look back and go, God, I wish I would have done it. And if yeah. the answer is yes. Yeah. You know, you should, it's like, you need to go do it. It's going to be painful, but go do it. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. I agree, man. Well, uh, well, Brian, I know you, you, you're busy with this, this book, you're busy with, with work and everything. You got anything, you know, I know you're trying to, with this book, you're keeping really busy. You got anything on the horizon? You're going to ride a bike across the United States again or anything coming up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have any crazy events. Uh, you know, I wish I could be up in Tahoe to watch you cross the finish line. I don't have any crazy endurance events. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing I always like to have, you know, generally like to have one big thing a year that I'm, I'm driving to for many years, it's been, uh, kind of an endurance event. Yeah. Um, for, you know, for this year, it's been just getting this book out Yeah. and you know, that, that, which is, which has been an endurance event as yeah, it is. I was going to say that's an endurance so, event. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of what, what, uh, I got going on. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, and Brian, it's, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, get to know you. And uh, thank you for for putting, you know, putting this book together. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe once you get this settled, you, you'll have the itch and you'll, you'll want to run 200 miles again. Who knows? There, there could be. Yeah, there could be. I, I wish you, you know, it's, a, it's been a it's been a pleasure, David, chatting with you. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited. You're you're in the uh, the taper mode then. Pretty much, man. I'm, this week, I'm, I'm putting a few extra miles in this week. And then I did a 50 miler last week. That was kind of the last big ep- okay. event. And then now I'm kind of, yeah, I'm bringing it. I, I was going to try to do a bunch of miles this week, but uh, I'm traveling to Colorado this this weekend. And uh, I'll probably get some altitude fun and some, some some hikes and some things like that. But yeah, pretty much taper mode, winding it down, trying to plan out all my my what shoes I'm bringing and all the junk I got to try to fly over there with. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I, didn't, I wish I could drive over there. I mean, but I don't have the time. <laughs> no, good luck with that. That's yeah. uh, that's exciting. It's, I know, I know that feeling it's a lot of work and you, you know it as well. So, yeah, well, man, I, I appreciate it. And I want to tell the listeners uh, I'll have uh, all of your links, uh link to the book, link to information about, about you and what you do, what you got going on. I'll have all that in the show notes. And so, uh, man, I'll tell them to look you up and uh, and check it out and see what you do. All right, David. And they can go to epicperformances.com. So, hey, it's been good talking to you and good luck next uh, or in a couple of weeks at Tahoe. All right, man. Thank you. Looking forward to reading the book. All right. Thanks, David. <laughs>